0: No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: Now it's time to get an education from the true professor of college football. Touchdown. Boom. It's time for college knowledge. Here is Mike Huguenin.
0: Nobody knows more college football than my man, the guru I call him. Mike Huguenin has worked for every college football publication you can speak of. Uh, we love having him on every week to talk about college football. The four power five teams in the state of Florida all win over the weekend. Mike, you heard the UCF highlights and all the highlights. Just then, Gus Malzahn complaining about the hit on John Rice Plumley at the end of that game. Should have been targeting. He says, did you watch the game? What did you think of that call? I did, I
1: did not see that play. Um, I know UCF. The amount of yards they put up compared to the number of points they scored, I'm sure that Malzahn's a little bit peeved. They put up about 500 yards on of offense and only scored 18 points. But nice win, but I did not see that play.
0: Um, John Rice Plumley. We don't know the extent of his injury. His leg got sort of pinned undream on that same play. Mike, he gets hit in the head. His leg gets pinned undream. Um, he was he limped off the field. Did not look good. How far can UCF go if JRP is hurt for any length of time?
1: Yeah, I think he's obviously the key guy. Malzahn's offense is predicated on have a, on having a quarterback who is extremely mobile and dangerous as a runner. Um and I guess the 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 long-term prognosis I I have no idea obviously short-term that's an interesting question as well but again it he he would be a guy that UCF cannot afford to lose.
0: All right, Miami, a huge win over the weekend over Texas A&M. I don't know how good Texas A&M actually is. They were ranked 23rd, though. Is Miami back? I don't know about that,
1: but they, they looked extremely impressive offensively. Um, Tyler Van Dyke is back to the Tyler Van Dyke of 2021. Um, I think you saw Saturday, if you saw Van Dyke, you saw a guy playing with a ton of confidence uh, and it's sort of cliche, but he has a swagger. It's back. And last year, uh, offensive coordinator Josh Gaddis basically took everything from him. But now the, the offense, um, this is what good offensive coordinators do. They build their offense around their quarterback. And last year, Gaddis <laughs> tried to make Van Dyke sort of adapt to him rather than the other way around, and that's why Josh Gaddis no longer is at Miami.
0: All right, Florida State puts up 66 points on Southern Miss. Not that Southern Miss is any great team, but that's the most points uh, Florida State has scored under Mike Norvell. I, I, I know Florida State moved up to number three, Mike. I think Florida State is the best team in the country right now.
1: I don't know about that, but their running game – that was a fearsome display uh, on the ground. I mean, they could, they were playing guys I had never even heard of at running back, uh, and, in, in, you know, in the second half, and they were just gouging Southern Miss. And you're right, Southern Miss is a team that's probably going to go to a bowl game, 500 kind of team, and FSU just sort of kicked them aside. I guess the one thing, uh, Norvell has something to build. They were only four of twelve on third down conversions, and then they were five of six on fourth down conversions. So it's obvious that Norvell knew, you know, we, we can do what we want with these guys, um, and they ran all over them. It was that was an impressive offensive performance.
0: Okay, so the Gators blow out lower division uh, McNeese State. Uh, probably can't take much from that game, even though the Gators did literally run over them for 327 rushing yards. Here's my question, though, Mike. Tennessee sort of struggled a little bit with Austin P. gave up like 260 yards through the air to Austin P. Can, Ga- can the Gators compete with Tennessee Saturday in the swamp? Yeah, I think
1: so. I think they. We're throwing into the end zone last year on the final play with a chance to tie it. Um, that Tennessee team was better than this Tennessee team. And I think this Florida defense is better than last year's Florida defense. The question for Florida is can they run effectively? And you're right, they, I mean, they did against McNeese. Obviously Tennessee ain't McNeese. Uh, I think playing at home is a big advantage for Florida. Uh, I think Mertz can do enough things um, in the passing game if Florida can run somewhat effectively. Um, and Joe Milton is the sort of wild card, the, the, the kid from Olympia High. Um, he's not as good as Hendon Hooker, that's a given. Um, can he be sharp? That's the question. He This is the third time he's been a starter in his career. Uh, he lost the starting job at Michigan. He lost the starting job at Tennessee, and now he's got it back. Um, let's see what happens. But I think that that game is completely predicated on Florida being able to run the ball.
0: Um, big national game, Texas. Quentin Ewers throws for 349 yards, three touchdowns. Texas goes into Tuscaloosa, beats Alabama by double digits, 34-24, to 24, I'm sure the narrative is going to be, is the Nick Saban dynastic run finally over? What say Mike Huguenin? I don't know if it's over,
1: but I think if you watch Jalen Milroe uh, and watch Quinn Ewers, you're like, my God, the Texas quarterback is miles better than Alabama's quarterback. Um, and it, w- it wasn't completely on Milrow, but his offensive line was <laughs> not good. I mean, the offensive tackles for... For Alabama, got abused, just abused. It was, that, was, that was alarming. But they, they got USF this week in Tampa. Um, it will be interesting to see how Saban handles his quarterbacks. Will he give another quarterback a chance to play? But Milrow um, is not the guy. I mean, he, they can go 9-3 with Jalen Milrow, um, maybe 8-4. They, they ain't competing for national titles with Jalen Milrow. Um, but I'm not sure there's a quarterback on that roster who, frankly, is that good. I mean, the backup is Tyler Buckner, and if you saw him play at Notre Dame last year, you're like, this, "This guy ain't it either." So it's interesting to see how Alabama, which has signed five-star quarterback after five-star quarterback, uh, is in this state with its uh, with its quarterback situation.
0: The college football guru Mike Huganin, right here. On open mic, Mike. I I, I gotta tell you, Dion Coach Prime has reeled me in. I couldn't wait till you know, noon on Saturday to watch Colorado Nebraska. I would have never watched that game if Dion Sanders wasn't coaching Colorado. They easily dispatch of Nebraska after beating TCU last week. Dion has become the story in college football. How good is this Colorado team? Yeah.
1: They're going to blow out Colorado State this week, and then the next week on the 23rd they have Oregon, and that's when we find out. Um, they they did take a while to get going against Nebraska, um, but Nebraska, you know, if you Matt Rule I think's a good coach, but that's another uh, another program that has had quarterback problems, and they still have quarterback problems. Jeff Sims, um, you know, the kid from Jacksonville went to Georgia Tech out of high school. Um, and got abysmal coaching with Georgia Tech. Um, he looks like a ruined player, frankly. Um, but Colorado's passing attack is razor sharp. Um, and if you know if you're a fan of Orlando high school football, two of Colorado's three starting wide receivers are Orlando kids: Jimmy Horn mm-hmm. from Seminole and Xavier Weaver from Orlando Christian Prep. Uh, those guys both went to USF. Then they transfer, making big plays. Colorado has a ton of speed, and Shador Sanders uh, is a really good passer. Um, But we're not going to know more about Colorado until they play Oregon on the 23rd, which should be quite, quite the game.
0: Mike, give Dion credit for this. I mean, he's got essentially a whole new team filled with, yeah, filled with transfers and. They play pretty sound football. I mean, you compare them to what the Gators did against Utah last week. And I mean, they're not making a whole lot of mental errors.
1: No, they're not. And the, the offensive coordinator, is Sean Lewis, the former Kent State coach, um, and he is extremely well-respected in the coaching ranks. It's his offense. Um, he is a really good play caller, or a really good play designer. His teams at Kent State were extremely prolific. But they were also horrendous defensively, um so Kent State would go six, six, seven, and five but um he knows what he's doing um It is frankly sort of amazing that the roster turnover um was that to that extent, and they they are playing rather seamless football offensively i don't I still don't think their defense is that good, which means the oregon Colorado game. <laughs>
0: Should be 60 to 50. It's going to be epic, I think. <laughs> Mike, how idiotic is Michigan State coach Mel Tucker who's been suspended without pay, without pay, amid an ongoing university sexual harassment investigation that was announced yesterday. I guess this investigation was launched months ago. Uh who was he allegedly sexually harassing a prominent sexual assault prevention advocate who they brought in to talk to the players about, you know, sexual assault. What, yeah, what is Tracy, Mel Tucker doing?
1: Yeah, Brenda Tracy is extremely well-known um, as a uh, rape survivor slash sexual uh, assault uh, um, the advocate against it, obviously. you, you, you wonder sometimes about the, the thought process of coaches. Um, like, you know, Hugh Freeze using a university phone to hire coaches prostitutes. Right. Um, It's, yeah, but Mel Tucker, he could be losing $80 million. Um, And it is, you're right, they they investigated for a while. The investigation concluded in July. News comes out Saturday about the investigation, and then Michigan State suspends him on Sunday, which is a little, yeah, okay, fine, Michigan State, which is a school that knows a lot about scandal. So, um, but, yeah, Mel Tucker, um, you do wonder what's going on sometimes with with some of these big money. Seventy
0: seven million dollars in guaranteed that he might get none of that none if of he's that. fired with costs.
1: Yeah, my my assumption is if he is fired, um, and it certainly looks like he's going to be, there, there, there will be some kind of uh, settlement because yeah, he would sue for something. But yeah, that is with cause. Um, but again, it's sort of you, you read the details and you're like. Is this for real? Right. And it is obviously. So
0: yeah. So uh, any anything else from the college football weekend stand out to you, Mike?
1: Mm, I think Kansas State is better than people thought. We'll find out more about them this week when they play Missouri. I think they blow Missouri's doors off. This is this coming up weekend is not a not a not a good one. Um, but uh, you know Ohio State was not as impressive as they, they wanted to be, only scoring 35 points against Youngstown. But the Alabama-Texas game, I think, was um, eye-opening, again, because Alabama's starting offensive tackles were abused, both five-star guys. And Jalen Milroe is, boy, he is just, he struggled big time uh, with simple reads, frankly. So, yeah, Alabama's offense uh, has some issues, unquestionably.
0: Mike, um, I know it's early, but Heisman Trophy um, is Shador Sanders is... is
1: in there, obviously. Caleb Williams is in there, obviously. Um, Michael Pennick, Jordan Travis, the Washington quarterback, should be in there. Jordan Travis will be in there again. The, the key is everybody knows with the Heisman. As long as your team is good and you're performing mm-hmm. at a high level. Um, you're going to get mentioned. And Shador Sanders will have his third consecutive um, national TV game on Saturday. As you pointed out, this is the hottest story in college football. Um, and everybody knows what kind, you know, he's, he's Deion's son. He's putting up gigantic numbers um, in an offense that's extremely fun to watch. So that's, you put up gigantic numbers, you're on TV a lot, your team's successful of course you're going to be a legitimate Heisman contender, and Shadour Sanders is, even though he really got no preseason pub in terms of the Heisman. Caleb Williams is going to be the number one draft pick, and that carries a lot of weight, obviously, as well. But it is interesting to see um, Shadour Sanders every week. You you watch the kid, and you're like, he's, he's throwing the guys who he's been throwing to not very long at all. The offensive line was remade. The freshman running back, it, it's its incredible in a way how cohesive that offense is for, for Colorado.
0: Mike Hugan and he is the college football guru. He joins us every Monday, and we always appreciate it. We'll talk to you next week, Mike. All right, thanks, man. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've
1: gotten lucky?
0: Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office.